What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. On this week's show, we talk about Yamaha's YZ125X and YZ250FX, the Honda CRF, 450X versus the Honda CRF 450L. Some more 390 opinions. Also, can you make a recluse clutch in a foreign country? So you'll have to listen to the show. Live from Prump, this is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, and Prump is Valley of the Dirt People, and I am lucky to have. Uh, one of our dirt bike test rider testers, a uh, dirt bike, uh, he writes, he takes pictures, he's, uh, he's does everything. Trevor Hunter, welcome to the show. I do some stuff every once in a while. Some stuff every once in a while. So we are um, in our 60th episode, can you believe that? Uh, I cannot, honestly, I can't. <laughs> and how many have you watched? Uh... I think I watched the episode after Vegas Reno last year. Okay. I knew I'd come up in it, and I think that's the only one I've watched right. all the way through. Okay, so don't tap on the table because you got a really sensitive microphone there, and this is mostly an audio format. So for all of everybody watching live on Facebook right now, that's uh, pretty awesome. Thanks for joining in. If you are watching us on YouTube, it's probably a day or two later, and you can uh, you can watch there. I'm not sure why anybody would watch it, right, Trevor? I and unless we're then it. unless we're going to talk about them, and then uh, or it, this could be in a podcast format, and we might have a, a new sponsor coming on that is going to make sure the episodes one to thirty get uploaded into the uh, podcast format properly, and then uh, start continuing with um, from fifty and beyond. So we're we're work, working on things. Um, this show is brought to you by uh, Climb, Climb Gear. Uh, I was gonna, was I gonna? Oh, I've got a good contest coming up with Climb. They're gonna, they're gonna, they have a, they have a giveaway. You know how much like I like, I like giveaways because everybody likes giveaways. But I want them to be special. So we, we actually had one idea that um, since it was my idea, it got ash can, <laughs> and and. Uh, then we came up with a better idea, which we'll, I don't know if we'll talk about it tonight. Might give you some hints tonight, but we're actually going to do a post on dirtbiketest.com about how you can uh, do something really cool. And it's kind of cool because somebody's going to win something and everybody's going to learn something. 
And that's kind of what I like about uh, things like that. Uh, it's a win. It's a win-win-win, right? So Klein uh, makes really awesome off-road gear. I got to wear it all day yesterday. That's why I looked better than Trevor wearing whatever indescript gear that I couldn't tell what he was wearing because it was not climb. It was not climb. <laughs> so uh, I was wearing the the vented XC light gear, and it was what probably ninety. 394 especially down in the valley down here yeah it's a little warm um once you got up in the mountains it cooled off a little bit but uh it's definitely a little jealous of your little side pocket you have in your pants oh that's that's i was just gonna say that there's a real besides how light it is and how tough it is the side the little pocket uh makes a big difference because you know especially for someone like you you're always reaching for your phone because you got a text and snapchat and snapchat and instagram what's the what what are the kids into these days what what Snapchat, that's it? Isn't there a new one? Isn't there a new one that's going? What's Twitch? Is Twitch? What's a Twitch? Is that one? Live stream thing. You got a Twitch? Yeah, I got to get on that. DJ Z Trip is on that, and he's one of my he's one of my favorites. So, so welcome everybody. This is this show is also brought to you by KTM and KTM. Powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality, KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-road sport motorcycle manufacturer. With North American headquarters based in Murrieta, California, over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on racetracks around the world, and the brand's remarkable global success is reflected in every product it develops and every move it makes. Did you know that, Trevor? I did, yes. You did? I ride a KTM. You ride a KTM. But we're going to talk about Yamahas tonight on the KTM-sponsored Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, and that brings me right up to one of the questions I wanted to get into before we got too deep in this. Um, I moved on to this one. It is by our good friend, Curtis Kelly, who is a longtime listener. In fact, he said he listened to... 50 all 57 episodes listen to him watch them um somehow i think he was watching him on youtube youtube but he says i have to pass on listening now that ktm is your sponsor your show is 90 percent ktm talk and now you will fit it in even more somehow too much for me to take thank you for 57 awesome tech talk taco Tuesday podcast. <laughs> hey, Curtis, thanks for joining us for that long. We're going to miss you. <laughs> so, so sponsors, I, uh, spot, that's the only way this thing's going to keep going and we're going to have lots of sponsors and it's going to get bigger and better and it's not going to change. Um, you might have to listen to a read like I just did. Um, maybe we won't have to do those kind of reads. Maybe they'll figure out uh, better, more organic ways for me to deliver, uh, messages that sometimes I, deliver anyways but they should probably sponsor them so i can deliver those messages trevor do you know what the best bike in the world is if you wanted to buy a motorcycle right now and i don't know anything about you uh, i would say ktm well that's the first part of it is remember the ktm um, makes probably like <clears throat> 27 different models yeah they make too many for me to remember um 250 XCFW. Oh, you're ridiculous. No, I would never, okay. not even close. <laughs> KTM 500 EXC. That's, that's the best bike ever. That's too much power for me. Well, of course. Yeah. And, and, and you, sh- you, if, if, well, KTM did make Hoosabergs, Husser, but if they st- still made Hoosabergs, you, you should ride my uh, Hoosaberg 570. 
You know, you know how fast it is? I don't want to know how fast it is. That's good. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, now that we got the uh, KTM and Husaberg talk in, what have we been riding the last couple of days? We've been riding some Yamahas, 2020 Yamahas. Yep. The uh, We got the... 2020 250FX and the new 125X. Yeah. So you got to go to the intro way back in, was it like November? Yeah, I think it was right right around Thanksgiving time, I want to say. So yeah, yeah mid-November. You and that other guy that used to used to do stuff with us? Yeah, that one guy. I can't remember his name. I but, can't uh, either. Yeah, he's gone. I remember him. I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. I heard him from him in a while, but... He went. He tried to go someplace else, but that that didn't. That one didn't work out either. I don't know. COVID things kind of. COVID's a little tricky. <laughs> so, well, even in the midst of COVID, Yamaha decided to get us some test bikes, which is good because we need stuff to talk about and ride. And uh, so we've been uh, ripping around out here testing them. A uh, little desert loop uh, two days ago. Did some desert stuff, mostly photos. And then yesterday we went and nearly ran out of gas. Although, to my surprise, we did 50, you said on your GPS, it was like 56 miles? Yep, 50, yeah, 56 miles. So pretty sporty riding, and uh, made it back on fumes. The, the 125 needed an extra gallon, and it had, it had, it it could have gone about 10 more miles, I think, Yep. with what was in it, but that FX was really uh, pretty, pretty empty. So, I have a question. So, what, on the FX, what is new, is, it, is that kind of like an all-new bike? In 20? Um, yes. Yeah, so the 19 FX would have been kind of the same as the last f- four or five years. So the, the then, so you had to plug the, the tuner into yes. the old one. And now this one has the Wi-Fi, yes. which I think is one of the best um, little tuning apps uh, available. Uh, it's pretty cool that, you know, you can tune bikes like that. But um, so that and then that means it got the all new... Um, chassis like yep. i mean it's not really all new but it's have it's revised it's updated, yeah yeah and then they did a lot of little tweaks inside the motor yep um you want to explain those more in detail um the uh yeah i got the updated chassis so it resembles like the 18 or 19 450 uh, the 19 like 250f um same with the motor motor is probably pretty similar if not identical to the 250f other than some mapping yeah i think it i think some transmission literally from the from the edge of the air air boot all the way through the whole thing to the exhaust i think uh the the motor parts of it the parts that are making power is all um the same yep but then it has a six speed Is, is this is the transmission the same on the 250 I be, no, it's a six-speed. I do believe they, it's wide ratio. Do they do wide ratio on it? I think the last generation bike was, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. See, so I'm, I assume this one is too. You weren't ready to have your facts checked, were you? I was not. I was hoping you, <laughs> that's where you're the expert. I don't, I, I'm asking you, and then I'll try to remember. <laughs> but i got to remember a lot of other things. Um, like, uh, do, you know, do you know what your primary job as a co-host on the show is? Um, talk when you're not talking. Right. Do you know why? Because you're trying to figure out what to talk about next? No, because oh. I'm thirsty. Okay, that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shows you how much I watch. I know, so keep talking when, I, when you see me pick <laughs> that thing up. Um, hopefully George over here doesn't trip over and knock over the entire studio or unplug something. But I appreciate him being safe. Um, okay, I think we're going to... So so that bike, I, I, was, uh, I was pretty impressed with it, actually. Um, I, I kind of didn't expect much um 
because you know it's a 250f and all that stuff but um it's just such a good bike i mean it's just a really good all-around i mean we we, were, we did everything from kind of extreme enduro riding to riding around stuff that was kind of like tracks and hitting stuff that was you know you know motocrossy and we haven't taken it to a track yet but uh it really does a little bit of everything and we'll get into that and the 125x um a little bit uh later um uh, another industry friend of mine, uh, Lucas, texted me, and I thought I'd bring it into the show. He said um, he's uh, wants to know about getting a moose, and he's well, he he has he's been running moose, and he wanted to know if I what I would do when he has kind of one that's sort of worn out, and he's like, well, should I cut it and you know stuff an extra section of moose inside of there to you know space it out and stuff it up that way or should i wrap it in an inner tube these are all kind of tricks that uh, people do to make their moose last longer and um i was typical jimmy and i called him a, a cheapskate <laughs> <laughs> and said just buy a new one <laughs> and uh yeah and and probably because i would be ask i would be doing the same thing as he i'd be cutting one right now and stuffing it in there wrapping a tube around it um both of which are kind of viable things but what happens when mooses get that old when you need to do that to stuff it up? You know, they, they essentially they shrink. So sometimes they shrink by just heating and cooling so much and they, they wear, you know, there's some wear inside there. And um, so they end up shrinking. But when they do that, you're 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 losing the ability for the moose to keep the 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 bead on the rim. You know, there's just not enough pre- quote, pressure in there, just like air pressure, not enough pressure to keep in there. So when you do these other things. A lot of times where the moose is soft, since it's not pushing the, the tire out, it actually lets it, you know, it makes it easier to fall in. So you, you can have that kind of a failure. And then I always run back to the point of like, okay, how how much is my ride worth, you know, if if it gets ended at, at a half a day, which happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, you know, is it, is it really worth it in the grand scheme of things? And then that that moose and he was saying but i really like how soft it is for the technical trails and the real extreme riding and that's when i kind of it's like i always have a spare wheel i have two wheels for for almost every bike but i have a second wheel kind of a thing and i have a a one that's like that that i know i'm not going to do any high speed on and and i'm i'm going to use it for that kind of extreme and drill so i sort of have this moose assembly line where you know i have brand new ones and the ones i do like rally and high speed stuff with and then for just like regular everyday riding the those are the ones that are in maybe their second or third tire and then i have these ones that are beat that may actually consist of two old mooses that i've stuffed into a single tire that's in a dented up rim and that's my kind of extreme enduro wheel when i know i'm going to be crawling around in rocks and i want little to no pressure and i'm not going to be that far away from where i can get it fixed when it does come off the beat because it will and i mm-hmm. typically run two rim locks on those on those ones as well so it stays all together <laughs> so um that was my uh my moose suggestion to him so does that make sense yeah i uh i run mooses too um typically i run the nitro mooses yep uh, just they last a really long time they don't seem to fall apart necessarily when they wear out but they just they seem to shrink yeah um so i don't know if you found that too but uh it it depends it just depends on how how lubed up they are how how much high speed how much it's mostly how how you're hitting bumps like hitting the bumps is what really beats them beats them up and 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 you know lucas was kind of worried about 
he's like, you know, I, I never ride at high speed. And, I, you know, he's, he's like being really careful. I'm like, don't don't worry about it. No, you can you know, you can go 70 miles an hour for 10 minutes and it's not going to hurt it. It's if you're going 70 miles an hour on UTV bumps or like on, yeah. on washboard road. That's that's hard on it, you know, because it's it's those impacts that are yep. and it's spinning, it's generating friction, that's generating heat. So all that kind of plays into the the scenario. So um, somebody else, uh, one of the last questions we just got on the post that we announced the show on is Jimmy uh, KTM six ninety or Husky seven oh one. I have not seen any of these bikes tested on your site, and I'm curious what you think. And do you think there should be a more lightweight variant of one of these bikes? I'm paraphrasing that because I, I, it was so late I actually hand-wrote it in. Well, as you know, I hate those bikes. Um, I'm not <laughs> – great motor. It's got a great motor in it, and the chassis is designed to do everything well, which means it does nothing all that good. Um, unless you want a single cylinder, um, you know, real single cylinder dual purpose or adventure touring bike, then it's, I think it kind of has its, uh, has its place there, although it's, you know, limited in gas tank range, but anyways, um, uh, not my favorite bike. And how, do, how do I think about a lightweight variant? I think that they have it. It's called the KTM 500 and, uh, <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the lightweight version of that. You don't need one of those other ones. And the 500 will do everything that that bike will do, I think, on-road for the most part and do everything uh, off-road times five. So that's uh, – it was um, Kurt, I think was his uh, – I should have wrote the name. I wrote the name down on the second page of your sheet, I think. Did I? I can't remember his uh, name. Kurt uh, – no, this page? No? I don't yeah. know why I wrote it down. I lost track. Um, uh, where are you? So do you have this, do you have this sheet? I have, hey, you don't, don't use this one. That's, that's old. <laughs> I have Lucas, I have Lee and I have Curtis. Right. What is, uh, what is the hi again, Jimmy say? You can read that question. Uh, this is from Lee. It looks like. Yep. Hi, Jimmy. Can I get some bike purchasing advice, please? I'm 63 in pretty good shape, strength and agility wise. I want to get a bike for riding the BDRs over the next few years with the intent of hauling the bike to the trailheads to minimize road time. I've got a gold wing for riding slabs. Lighter is better. I raced MX 20 years ago and the YZ 426 was too heavy to pick up in the sand and I was 40. Going fast is no longer important. I'm more interested in having fun, picking good lines, maintaining balance, which is why we're planning to take your class, which I agree, and riding through tight stuff with fit finesse versus speed. Two bikes I've caught my eye are the Yamaha TW200 and the Kawasaki KLX230. They are simple, air-cooled, capable of cruising at 60, and able to carry light camping gear. I value your insights. What do you think? 10 or 20 years ago, I would have taken your advice and bought in the KTM 500. Today seems overkill. Thanks in advance. <laughs> Lee. Yeah, Lee. Um, you can tell Lee listens because he he, he, he he preempted my strike of I was just going to say KTM 500. Of course, that's only because this show is sponsored by KTM. Otherwise, I would say something else like Honda Fat Cat. Yep. Right? That's a good alternate. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, same. No. So... <laughs> Man, when he went, I, I was reading that, and when when he goes, well, first he says YZ four twenty 
426 was heavy to pick up. And at that point, I'm going, wow, that really, if that's heavy, that's really limiting, you know, bikes like BDR style bikes and stuff like that. But then he starts talking about speed, just cruising, going slow. Um, uh, you know, the the TW 200 is this. It's a if you're not familiar with it, are you familiar with it? Uh, it's like kind of like a fat tire kind fat of bike. Tire. It's like yeah. ATV tires it's on like small, a, on a little smaller too. Yeah, really short ATV yeah. tires. I'll bet you it weighs as much, if not more, than the YZ 426. <laughs> by the way, but since it's like a little bit lower to the ground and it has these big round rolly tires, you don't have to pick it up as far. It's not much of a lever. But I would be really hesitant to want to ride something like that, um, just because they are very very awkward. Um, and, and, and Yamaha actually, the very first ones had the big fat tires, like the, the Honda fat cat, which I think Yamaha made it first, but I don't know why they thought there was a market for that. I don't know which, <laughs> what crazy drugs they were working on at that point. But so, so Yamaha actually kind of s- uh, shrunk the wheels a little bit to, to make it a little bit, um, uh, smaller, you know, a little more narrow. So it handle a little bit nicer. I don't have a whole lot of time on them, so I can't really comment beyond what I just told you. I've probably ridden all of 20 minutes on one of those things just mostly just goofing off to see what it would would and wouldn't do if it was if it did anything better than anything but if you rode into sand with the low pressure in the tires yeah it floats on top like a like an atv does it actually it's one of the few motorcycles i've ever ridden where lowering the tire pressure tire pressure actually does something but if you came off of the sand and rode that bike anyplace else it felt like you know a wheelbarrow without with really low tire pressure so um uh, the KLX 230, we um, I think we have a test up on that on the site. We have an impression of that up on the site. Uh, that's probably a really uh, good little bike. You know, Honda makes the well. You you said air cooled, and Hondas are Hondas now are liquid cooled. The CRF 250Ls, um, of course. Uh, you know, I, I I was starting to think KTM 390. It was a was another thought because that's going to be a really comfortable bike for BDRs, but it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, it's it's a little bit too big. So and then and then you know on the Yamaha front, Yamaha makes a T uh, uh, X a T, XT two fifty, I believe. That's that's a little bit more like a regular bike. You know, it has it has probably I'm pretty sure it's eighteen and twenty one inch wheels. It might be a, a smaller rear wheel. It might be a seventeen inch rear wheel on the back, but it's another kind of simple uh, light ones. But once you're down to those, you know, that KLX two thirty and and those type of bikes, performance wise it's not a you're not going to get a big variance you know you're really not they're not designed for performance so you can't say like one suspension works remarkably better than the other i think you're kind of at that point like looking at features like is the gas tank big enough but they all sort of hover around the same spec sheet so um i uh yeah, if since you just ruled out the KTM 500 i think i'm useless to you. <laughs> <laughs> i i would i would look at um yeah, uh, you know, I have a couple. I don't know if Suzuki even makes the DR. Well, I actually, you know what? You need to go check out um, Torture Test because he thinks the DR200 is the best bike for you. He's well, the... The DR200? Oh, all of that stuff? Yeah, everything's heavier than the KTMs, it, the competition bikes, but it's the size. And, and I think... In all honesty, it'd be really interesting to like lay over a TW200 and pick it up versus laying over even a KLX230 because they, they are heavy bikes. And but you know since how far it is off the ground, and that that is a concern for some people. So, uh, hopefully, Lee, um, we uh, we answered that question. I forgot the 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 
the um, our buddy uh, Curtis said, "Jimmy, you're a stud, and your, your show is awesome." That's that's how he started off his uh, his thing before he told me he was quitting my show. It's like somebody else I know. <laughs> so, uh, what does Kate and Eric and Kate Garrett want to know? And I don't know who I'm talking to at that point. Let's see, uh, I'll tell you. I'll guess after we after we uh, read it out. Eric and Kate Garrett. I just bought a 2015 YZ250 FX. Switching from an 08 KTM 300 XC. Oh, I'm ta- I'm, it's, 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 it's Katie. It's definitely Katie. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, the, the guy would be going, oh, I'm getting out rid of my 300 XC. It doesn't have enough power. I'm getting the Harley, <laughs> the Harley-powered, uh, you know, adventure bike yep. <laughs> as my second dirt bike. Okay, keep going. Uh, one fork seal's leaking, so I need to replace seals. Can you recommend a fork oil weight and quantity? I'm 200-pound novice, trail riding only, maybe spirited trail riding. Thanks, guys. Uh, is that Katie? Katie's looking for forks. Why? <laughs> okay, I got a question. Maybe you can answer, Trevor, because yep. sometimes I need help with my people skills. Um, so he just bought a 250X, YZ250FX, yep. and then he's switching to a, or, you know, he's switching, switching off this 08 KTM, and then it has nothing to do with, like, what? where did that the KTM <laughs> come into the picture? Maybe he, uh, maybe he thinks since KTM sponsors his show, he has to say something KTM in order for me to talk to him. Could be. Or Curt- Curtis, you're right. You're winning. I'm going to lose all my all my other uh, uh, um, viewers too. Or he knows you're a KTM fanboy. I am not. I like Husabergs. Okay. According to Curtis, you are. Okay. No, he he never even accused me of that. He just he just said then since they're spo- sponsoring, <laughs> it's and, and we're just I'm just trying. I think we're just trying to keep it with that little KTM thing. We're just trying to keep it in to ninety percent, the ninety percent range. That's what it is. Do you edit that in? No, okay. it's really there. You read the question. Like you could have edited <laughs> that in for me. I did not. <laughs> um, okay, so the, can I recommend a fork oil weight and quantity on a 2015 YZ250FX? Not off the top of my head. I will tell you with 100% certainty, though, that your owner's manual will tell you exactly what you should put into that. Uh, if you don't have an owner's manual, you can go on one of the many forms, and then you have a 70 75% likelihood of uh, getting a, uh, the proper information. Um, you know, sometimes you can search on YouTube, and, and you're going to find the guy that used a chisel and, and a, a drill press to change his, <laughs> his seals, and he'll tell you how much oil he put in it, too. So take that for what it's worth. I, I don't know it off the top of my head, so I'm not going to tell you uh, what it is. But, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Racetech has on their website has a very, very informative chart with like spring rates and oil levels. And because I, I think I've gone to it a few times in the past uh, that has, you know, for every year. And I think they might even give you like kind of a tuning range. So um, it might be one more thing you have to type into the Internet. But if you listen to this show this long you obviously have uh plenty of time to do stuff like that right yeah um but the um well if you need to replace well if 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 a fork seal is leaking here here's and i i I talked to somebody about this they called and asked about something and talking about fork seals if it's just one that's leaking um and it's just leaking leaking a little bit a lot of times it's just dirt has gotten up in there and and there's this neat little tool that is called a seal saver it was like a little teflon little piece of material it was had like a hook on it and you could slide it up around inside the fork seal it, it was thin it slide up underneath and it would pull out the dirt and a lot of times that would renew your fork seals 
um, make them new. But if it's a bigger leak or, and I always do this whenever my fork seals leak, I check to, um, I check the tubes to make sure a rock hasn't flipped up and put a little nick or a chip in them. Uh, and then, you know, you can take that off with a stone, you know, there's ways you can kind of knock those burrs down and then clean the seal out and it'll be just as good as new. But if it continues to leak, uh, um, then yeah, it needs to be serviced and stuff. And those forks are complex enough, which it's a, it's a closed cartridge, uh, fork. So for most people, it requires, um, taking them to the, uh, taking them to a suspension guy and having them disassembled and, uh, put in there. Although you can, if you don't touch the cartridge, a lot of times you can pop the seals out pretty easily. And as long as you put the right amount of oil out in the outer tube, you could be good as well. So, yeah, we've, uh, me and my dad have done plenty of fork seals, and it's not too complicated. You just take them um, off, flip them upside down, impact the sucker off, yep. pop it out, leave the cartridge intact. Yep. And the oil actually, at that point, all the oil stays down. Like the oil, yeah. oil from the outer tube stays in the, the upper part of the fork that's now upside down. Uh, we've always took the fork caps off and drained the oil. Drain it out, okay. And then just put new oil in. Yeah. And we typically put, I want to say like 300 milliliters um on most of my yamahas over the years so yep. maybe that's a good reference in, point in the outer in the outer tube yes. only yes yeah. yeah and then uh other thing on fork seals is if your forks aren't aligned properly they'll typically put the right side fork seal out so not the brake side but the other side mm-hmm. i found um so motion pro makes a good tool for aligning it or and they're like companies like uh, suspension companies like precision concepts on their website they have like tech tips on how to properly align it Right. Just with your regular garage tools too. Yeah, no, that's a. I mean, you, there's, if the wheels off the ground and stuff, the, if the forks aren't bent and stuff, they will center themselves if you know how to properly, you know, tighten the axle. Because yeah. essentially, um, most axles are they're they're pulled. You know, the the nut on the one side binds all the bearings and stuff and pulls it all together. And as long as that that clamp on the other side is loose, it, everything should kind of slide in and out, and then it'll it'll center right up. But um, that's a good point. Yeah, it could be just that you're. Uh, that your uh, forks are kind of in a bind. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, hey, San Felipe Bob has a couple questions tonight. Yeah, I wonder if he's on the if he's in the chat room. You seen him yet, George? Yeah. He's there. He's live. He's getting his questions answered live. I usually I usually skip over his questions for some reason, but these ones, <laughs> these no, not being mean. These ones because usually the, usually they they. they um, they require too much explanation, and usually he's trying to pick a fight with me. <laughs> but um, he says, Sam Felipe, we have a TTR 125 with a 150 kit on it and an aftermarket Makuni carb. It runs great. The only problem is that the FMF pipe is a bit too loud for our riding area, which, you know what, happens to be my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree with him. I, 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 I kind of wondered that. Um, do you have any sound advice, pun intended? Uh, yeah, I have some sound <laughs> advice. Put the damn stock muffler back on it, Bob. <laughs> Go back to stock. I know it's running good with that 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 uh, Makuni on there, um, and you can just maybe do some slight jetting changes on on the uh, on the Makuni to make it run perfect with a stock pipe. My my TTR out here has a stock pipe on it, right, Logan? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. I, I, most of my mini bikes have stock pipes on them because they, they, they actually do run pretty good, um, and they're quiet. And then you can ride them around in my yard, in the neighbor's yard, next to the neighbor's yard, all those different places. 
Question number two. Can you recommend a good emergency patch kit for tubes? Yeah, it's called a moose. Yeah, if you have a moose in your tire, that, that patches every flat <laughs> that I know of. Um, I have not had much luck with um, patch kits, although at the time there was this, well, I think the company, I think it's still, you know, Slime I think was making them, but they had something called scabs. They were called, they were slime scabs, and they were just peel-and-stick um, emergency patch because they were purple. I remember them because they matched uh, my buddy Dave's riding gear, and we sometimes he'd stick, you know, because he looked like Barney the dinosaur, <laughs> so we'd stick scabs on him <laughs> when he'd tear his <laughs> jacket. <laughs> um, but they were really good at fixing it out in the field, probably the easiest ones and probably one of the only ones that work because you don't have to work with any glue or any other stuff. You would stick it on there, but it would only get you home you know it, if, if you let the bike sit for a while it seemed like maybe they would dry out or they the adhesion wasn't that good for longer periods of time and then it would leak out again so it will get you out of there but you shouldn't be riding a bike with patches patch tubes anyways you should kind of replace it um like when you get home so it did the job so yeah um i don't know if they're still around did you search it yet george slime scabs what you're slacking over there boy you're at home you're cranking you're getting stuff done and you come in here and pizza, beer, and you got a beer. That's not really a beer, or it's low tide. <laughs> low tide. Well, that's why you call. That's why you call out low tide. Um, yeah. So it's slime scab patch is what I would search. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, a lot of times we have the the live chat going in the Facebook room, and uh, so we pop up some of these links. And stuff. If George is really super solid, he would be he would be tagging them to our Amazon link account, and then we would get a small, uh, a, a little little chip of that. You know, if you if you do uh, want to buy something on Amazon, especially when you're buying, you know, home entertainment systems, cars, <laughs> uh, computers, you know, rack servers, all the stuff that you buy on a regular basis, uh, <laughs> go to Dirt Bike Test, and doesn't matter. You know, I know there's just a bunch of KTM parts down there, but you know, type in whatever you want and then click it. And then, and then you're going to, then maybe we won't have to have KTM advertise anymore. And I can talk about Amazon all the time, which may just be, you know, all, all, everything's evil these days. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Randy fish. It is Casadoras tequila tonight. That is true. Um, I haven't even had, I haven't had time. Trevor got talking. Trevor was so interesting talking. I listened to him instead of reached over for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're good at this, Trevor. I am. You're natural. Yeah. I was a little nervous coming in. I know. Did, well, did you get? All, uh, where's all Trevor's friends in the in the uh, in the chat room? They, I sh uh, they should be heckling you. I told him there was no Taco Tuesday tonight. <laughs> good. Uh, let's see. Um, so that's the patch quit uh, tour of. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> what is what does uh, uh, Guido M say about uh, the tour of Idaho? Uh, let's see. KTM and their electronic fuel systems are unreliable and will make you walk home. Do yourself a favor and ride the old carburetor bikes so you don't have to walk out of the wilderness. What do you have to say about that, Jimmy? Well, I did say something. I actually responded to him on the Tour of Idaho video on the YouTube video. Uh, because, well, first of all, he doesn't really pay much attention when he's watching because my fuel injection system did not go wrong. I actually thought it was because it felt like a fuel pump stopped working. What stopped working was the connection between my wiring harness and my ECU. It came disconnected, which is 
pretty well explained in the video if you're paying attention. But, you know, I give him a, give him a break. Who wants to listen to me talk all the time? Um, he, was probably, he was probably like drinking a beer right when, he, when, that, when that happened. And he just thought, oh, KTM fuel systems are no good. Um, so I said I thought he was freaking crazy. Um, and I made a deal with him. I said I have – I think I have 22 KTM RFS bikes that all work and are all in really good condition. Those are the ones with carburetors on. And I have some Hondas, CR450Xs with carburetors on them. And I have some Yamahas, WRs with carburetors on them. I said, if he wants to bring me any KTM, fuel-injected KTM, I will trade him straight across for a carbureted bike. Anytime, any day. Just bring me that fuel-injected KTM that works, that's that's in good running shape like the bike I'm going to trade you for, and you can trade it for any of those carbureted bikes all day long. And I'll put my – well, my bike's where my mouth is. And I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if it's a KTM or if it's Yamaha or it's a Honda. I like the fuel-injected ones better than I like the carbureted ones. And I even bitched about it yesterday when I was changing a jet on the YZ125X, which is actually pretty simple to do. Yeah? Yes, but yes. you were complaining. I was complaining. You even posted on Instagram about it. Because I got gas on my hands. I'm, t- I'm tender, sensitive. Just wanted to clean your hands. Okay. Oh. What, uh, should we save that next question for Logan? Yes. Uh, yeah, we're saving the next question for Logan. Yes, definitely. Right. Um, what is uh, Matthew uh, Polanka? Uh, Matthew, this is more like a 390 Adventure GTS. Still hoping for an R version with spoke wheels, high tra- higher travel suspension, bigger tank. <clears throat> So, Matthew, you know what? You're right. I, I, I'm not even going to argue with you. It is kind of it, – it, 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 has an, it has just enough adventure to, to where it's adventure, especially like we did when you put knobby tires on it, you know, change the tires. And we're talking about the KTM 390 Adventure. And since you're hoping for an R version just for you, I am going to take our bike and I'm going to turn it into that bike that you are – you were hoping for. Um, I'm going to fix some of the little things that, uh, that we complained about and try to make it a little bit better. So, uh, I will, uh, keep, keep in tune, keep, uh, keep paying attention. So our next one is, uh, what is it? What is Eric, uh, feather? What, fe- Eric, the fathead, Eric, the fathead. Yeah. Eric, the fathead was Eric, the fathead say, um, another KTM question. So, uh, KT- no, it's a statement. Oh, qu- statement. KTM needs to release a more off-road version with spoke wheels. I assume that's for the 390. That's for the same thing. It's the 390. Yeah, you're. Uh, you, so it's funny because this is a kind of recurring theme with the the comments we're getting on that video. Um, a lot of people are saying this. So wait till you see what we're going to do with this thing. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to you know try to do that and. It's I, I guarantee you KTM is paying attention and listening. You know they 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 you know they do a lot of market research and and they're paying attention to it. So yeah, um, Recluse, we have a question about the Recluse clutch. You have to read his name and then say his question. Oh man, Sundar Mohan Gahala. Wow, you should come in here more often because <laughs> I sure as heck wouldn't have gotten that. Uh, Let's see. Please let me know if it's available for Royal Enfield Interceptor 650. Well, Sundar, <laughs> I'm not the uh, I'm not the Recluse catalog. Uh, he watched our Recluse uh, tuning video. We talk about how a Recluse clutch works and some options for you to be able to tune it with the weights and springs. And then he wanted to know if it's available. Um, 
uh, well, actually, I was talking to Recluse, and guess what? They think it is available for the they 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 had it available for the um, it said Royal Enfield Int Int on their on their spec chart or you know some other things. So um, six fifty. So maybe uh, <laughs> maybe it. It was, um, and obviously our our recluse is getting a lot of international attention. Uh, next question. Uh, I'm not going to read that name. What? <laughs> uh, I will leave that one to you. Well, why don't why don't you? Yeah, no, I don't leave, leave it to me. You go ahead and give it your best pronunciation. And if you're watching this live, I'm going to hold it up <laughs> to the camera right now just so you can see what. Um, it is. Yeah, go for it. Uh, this is from Jimmy, the KTM fanboy. Do you have a picture from the different springs and wedges too? Is it possible to combine springs and or wedges in one slash same system too, or only one kind of springs wedges? Is it possible to coat the rails with special coating for less friction? Does it work with more faster reaction? The rings are they are they made from steel or aluminum? The fastener made made them from steel too. Asking. Asking if it possible to the, the EXP ring lighter and enter less friction for higher reaction of the heavy system. Smiley face, smiley wink face. So, so Logan, you don't feel so bad anymore. I don't just give you those kind of questions <laughs> with 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 hieroglyphics for your name and 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 a question. Well, you know, obviously English is his uh, second or third language or fifth yeah. language. These guys are usually pretty smart sometimes. Especially the guy who, when I get this email, I go, he's trying to knock off a recluse clutch. <laughs> he saw the pictures. He's running this. He's drawing up the schematic diagram, and he can't figure out what the materials are. So he's gonna he's gonna ask me for the materials list so he knows what to build the uh, the reclusicon <laughs> clutch built from uh, built in uh, I don't know what country that language or that that is from. So. Um, uh, I really don't know. I mean, if, if it's truly an honest, you know, honest question, maybe there's something lost in translation and stuff there. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of pictures of the springs and wedges on dirtbiketest.com. You can go there. It's uh, just a click away. Um, there are different colors. They're pretty. And we explain to you what the colors mean and the wedges, there's different weights. And I, the materials in the wedges are a little proprietary, believe it or not, because that's how they're getting the, the mass out of them to make them operate differently. Yeah, the um, the the outer rings are made of aluminum. I think it's a special kind of aluminum. There are coatings on it, and on the wedges, there's little Teflon plates, and it's a pretty uh, ingenious little device. And tech support is so responsive. Yeah, really good texture support support there. Maybe he can just call him up and ask him to send the the, the mechanical drawings, and then he could just fire it up at the factory. <laughs> I don't think they're that responsive. The tech support. So, hey, we get all kinds of questions here, and we can answer nine out of ten without referring to uh, a reference manual. Um, what's our what's our, this is about? Uh, we have some questions about Hondas now. Even on this KTM sponsored show, we are going to answer Honda questions tonight. Because KTM lets us, because we're good like that. Actually, they don't control what we do. <laughs> what, what does Milo want to know? That's an easy name, Milo Cook. Milo. I can read that one. Right. Um, cheers, Jimmy. I live in the PNW and can easily ride to the forest or high desert. I ride a Honda 450L for that reason. Power is not a problem. However, the jerky off-idle throttle response is problematic. My neighbors, and hence me, like the quiet pipe, so really just wanting to correct the jerky throttle. 
Dinojet, Vortex, or Recluse, which would you recommend? Appreciate you straight. Appreciate your straight talk and knowledge. Well, we only have um, questions about Hondas if it involves a problem with the Honda on the show. But you know, Honda could sponsor this, and we could only have good, positive Honda questions. You know. <laughs> uh, the views expressed on this show are the views of the host and his co-host only, not that of uh, KTM at any time during this <laughs> podcast. Um, so the Pacific Northwest, Milo, you got some good riding up there. Um, and the 450L, I agree with you. And we did some things to our test bike, and I, I don't know where... If you saw it on that CR450 video, I'm kind of perplexed as why you didn't pick up on um, the stuff. But because um, we did do some of those things, we did a JD jetting kit, and we did a recluse, and we did it on the on the X and some of the things on the L. I was able to get rid of about eighty percent of that jerky off throttle stuff with only the JD jetting tuner. And and um, and for that matter, um, there's a company called Dobeck that also makes. It's called EJK Electronic Jet Kit. It's a similar, very similar um, type of tuner that does the same thing. I have not had any experience with the DinoJet, um, any of their stuff on anything but twin cylinder bikes lately, and I just got my first new Vortex ignition for a KTM 500 just the other day. So um, I haven't had any experience because I actually wanted to go get the, the two-position switch, which is off of a Honda CR450X, and I went and that Vortex is so old that they use completely different plugs and wires and the whole nine yards. So now I need to get the uh, get the switch. But um, I, don't, I don't have any experience with the Vortex, and I don't know what it does. I would suspect that if you wanted to keep your pipe stock or quiet – that the vortex might not they, they tune those things generally for guys that are you know doing a lot a lot of mods and so maybe it's uh i don't know until i actually used it uh the recluse doesn't really affect the way that the power is like what's happening between your wrist and the throttle body and the way the power is delivered but you can kind of tune the engagement of the clutch uh, to soften that that kind of jerkiness, you know, so it's like a you can set it up so, especially with the auto clutch, you can set it up so it's a softer uh, kind of it slips a little bit more, so you don't actually feel it as much. Although that wouldn't be the the way I would go; it would be like a band aid for the problem, not actually a cure for the problem. And the tuners uh, are a cure. Going to a slightly more freer flowing exhaust, like an FMFQ, for instance, uh, can solve some of that. But that needs to be done in conjunction with a with a fuel tuner, as well. You're going to need a fuel tuner no matter what. So uh, that's my uh, straight talk and knowledge for you, Milo. Uh, that's good. Um, and I think that that runs us through the majority of our uh, of our questions. Um, I was gonna I was gonna run up through the ones that are on the uh are there any good ones up in the chat room there uh victor posted he's out of facebook jail no Vic yeah, you can message me. oh he messages you so so victor who's in facebook jail <laughs> has to message george in order to get his questions uh read is it is it is it pg-13 we got some kids in the house tonight <laughs> yeah no let's go back there's a guy with a 500 trying to get uh he's talking about changing the crank shaft to Reduce vibration on a 
Oh, is this Florian? Is this Florian Schwantz? Is that is Jimmy seeking your thoughts on a titanium conrod for a KTM 500 EXCF? Our sole goal is vibration reduction for extended races, 20 hours, 20 plus hours. Do you feel a vibration reduction would be accomplished? I would assume the counterbalance shaft may need a rebalance. I have a European manufacturer that can build a few sets. Uh, I don't think the KTM 500s vibrate all that much to begin with. So, but I guarantee if you threw a titanium connection rod on it, it's going to upset some things based on weight. I mean, that whole thing is tuned around, you know, having a certain. He's got to follow up a little. Oh, he's got another one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but titanium sounds cool <laughs> for the, for the thing. Um, Let's see. Side note, we have tried all of the standard fixes, carbon fiber bars, foam grips, BRP rubber submounts, motor mount, retorque variation, wheel bounce, etc. Hoping the border ups opens up south. Uh, um, have you tried uh, flex bars, <laughs> flex handlebars, and then the BRP bar mount? Um, yeah, so he's done the BRP rubber submounts. Um carbon fiber uh bars i i've i would it depends on the kind of the, the way it was wound up i tend to think sometimes carbon fiber likes to be stiffer um yeah i've done all the stuff i don't really realize you know your crank could just be out around and uh this like there's certain bikes this is a big problem on i mean when you especially when you run them hard um you know just the just the the jarring the impacts and jarring would actually cause the cranks to kind of twist a little bit and come come out around so you might just want to have your crank balanced and in fact i had a card here for i'm going to tell you who to send your crank to where is it right here competitive crankshafts you want to you want to get a hold of jeff siebold at competitive crankshafts and he's up in boise idaho and uh i wish he had his website on this um yeah, it was hard to find even when he was in Orange County. This guy did a lot of the um, race team stuff, and he was good. He he did uh, he's done any two stroke uh, crankshaft that I've had to rebuild, and I haven't had to rebuild a four stroke one in in ever. So um, <laughs> can't. Uh, yeah, he had he had something, but he's up there in Boise, Idaho, and uh, if uh, maybe we can give this to George, he can type in the phone number or something. Like that, he's got it. Okay, so yeah, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know why a titanium <laughs> rod would reduce the the vibration. It's just gonna. It's gonna just affect the kind of the balance inside the motor to a certain certain extent. Maybe maybe one of those new ceramic pistons, yeah, titanium printed pistons. Just make sure it all weighs exactly like the stock. <laughs> <laughs> something something like that. Um, okay. Uh, and Marty Small is telling somebody to not be a pussy and get a 500. He says he's 63 and he still rides a 501 Husqvarna. Um, and Kate Spars has a 20% discount going on. Mark Daniels just ordered three cases. Yeah. Um, 50 watchers and Ricky is not on. Good stuff. It, you're comparing to you to Ricky Brabeck. Because uh, because they thought he got the most uh, the most views. Well, did, maybe uh, George keeps track of that. Did he? Do you have the biggest the biggest following that night when Ricky was on? I think it was Johnny at one over 
Yeah, I thought John, maybe there was both of them. No, because they weren't they weren't both on at the same time. Hey, you got hey you got Johnny Campbell's wife to join. weren't they on weren't they doing an Instagram live at a competing I time? See which way she was go. Well, I, I sent her I sent her really good pictures the other day of her of her and her daughter back like from twenty years ago that I had on a on a on an old hard drive that I found. Um, let's see. CM Johnson says he's putting Race Tech Gold valves in his 450R, and he loves that company. That's good. Um, the gloves are off. Why are the gloves off? Because I was talking about. Um, Bob <laughs> uh, Mark Daniel says the Napa auto truck Napa auto parts truck patches are the best Bob so that can handle that um, and Steve Webb they're they're in there 399 for slime scabs cheap um, let's see uh, from Victor who is on a Facebook timeout commission me Jimmy working on my daughter's XR80 all stock what can I do to make it faster? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about twisting the throttle. Um, I know you're not talking about it. She needs to talk about it. <laughs> she needs to twist the throttle farther. I um, making an XRE faster when it's all stock. The the older ones, um, you know, they what was it like they used to make 95 kits. Those are these bore kits on those bikes. The best thing you can do is just bore them out if you want to make them faster. Don't cut the muffler off. You know. Don't don't believe any of that stuff, um, you know, because if you do the muffler, you need to do the pot, you need to do the carburetor, and it's just a big, you know, just chasing a lot of stuff. But a lot of these companies have a, have usually like BBR has has kits. It's Brown Brothers Racing. They have a kit. It's a it's a bolt on. It comes with a cylinder and the gaskets, and usually a bigger main jet, and you just bolt it on and go, and they rip. I I know because my cheater bike that um, <laughs> I race around in the flat track, although we couldn't race today because. We're too busy. Um, uh, it has a, a cheater B- BBR kit on it, and Logan, you need to clean the carburetor in that thing because that having to run with the choke on is pretty. We're cutting power, and it needs <laughs> it needs to be faster. And I'm telling you, that throttle's twisted all the way when I'm riding it. There's <laughs> one position. Uh, let's see. Um, got any other? Oh, Spencer Bloomer. Hey, Spencer has a question. I saw that. Um, other than the time we were breaking a new trail in an undisclosed area and got hit by a snowstorm, how close have you ever gotten to being stuck out on the trail? Um, I mean, close a lot of times, but never, never completely stuck. I've had ignitions go out at the bottom of canyons like that were icy and nearly impossible to get out, and somehow I got out. Had strange ignition failures on bikes for you know no reason um now i don't think i've ever really haven't been too close to getting stuck out in the trail unless i wanted to (laughs) so so, um and that wasn't really that that snowstorm spencer by the way which is probably 25 25 years ago maybe (laughs) when he's talking about we were it was it was this late in the year and we got literally like by the time we left Oh, it was more than 25 years ago. Now I think about it. By the time we left, it, it was, there was like two feet of snow on the ground. And we, we were mostly worried about getting the truck out of where we'd parked to, you know, to, to drive off the mountain. No, we never hiked out. We, oh, we got, it was, you know, all we had to do is ride off a cliff. It's, that's easy. <laughs> Gravity worked in our in favor. No problem. 
I mean, it was close, but like how close? That's he said. He said how close? Very close. I've gotten very close, but I've never had to. I've never had to. Uh, um. Yeah, walk out. You ever had to walk out, Trevor? Um. I don't think so. I've run out of gas a few times. Uh, entirely my fault, but luckily I've, there's been someone to rescue me. So I guess I don't think. I can recall walking out of anywhere. That's good. I that's think a, that's yeah. a good. That's a good. That's a good record to keep because you know, actually, that'd probably be a really good thing to ask someone that you're. You know, I see all these like kind of meetup dual sport groups on Facebook, and you know, they're they're adventure rider meetup groups. I think that should be one of your questions you should ask somebody. It's like, hey, so have you ever had to you know camp out with your bike or sleep? sleep out or not make it out of a trail ride that that's a really good question to ask somebody and if they say no then maybe they are a good person to go riding with but if they're one of those ding dongs but if they say yes they have experience yeah well (laughs) we should go both ways (laughs) maybe one on accident but if they if they have had to do it multiple times maybe it's a habit and they're not then maybe they were getting too much practice at that because i don't I don't want to. <laughs> I did not have to hike out of a canyon, yeah, canyon, honey. There's no, we didn't, we made it back. It was close. Well, it like up, up there, like three or four times we had some pretty close calls. Um, because you know, it's always like late afternoon. It's like, Hey, let's, let's get a little, let's get one more ride in. Let's go, let's go do that really gnarly canyon. Cause it's like, we want to get it done and we want to go ride it. And then, yeah, you get, you get close, but, um, Oh, Logan, I got a couple questions. You want to come over here and read some questions? Logan is wearing his uh, his riding gear because he got to ride today. Am I done or am I? Oh, you want you want out of here? I don't know. Uh, no, you just sit here. Just hand Logan that microphone. He'll sit in the middle, and I just want I just want you to know that you know we're, we're being nice to you. <laughs> um, first question is uh, right here. Yeah, this this one. Right there. It's about the KTM 390. Just just read it. Oh, Giovanni Martini. Giovanni. Oh, we got to turn your turn you up there. Here, how about that? Go ahead. Say hi to everybody. Hi, I'm Logan Tyler. Yep, and Logan Logan is uh, Logan's going to help us with the difficult questions today. Um. It's it's remember it's a it's a it's a it's a radio show so you have to kind of keep making noise. <laughs> All R- I can like just complete thanks <laughs> information Fortnite con Fortnite. Just keep going. You're doing, man. You're doing. I, I, I'm kind of surprised right now. This is good. Made and further I'm, than and me. I'm thirsty, He's so keep hot. talking. Hello. E. Pre. Precussion. Yep. Keep going. Um. Ah. Il. Il. Restore. Relegato. A. Fantastic. Fantastico. <laughs> Keep going. Sombre. I don't even know what that one is. Bello, Porter, Verse, Sutu Latunioni, in Italiano, o Alamino, in Inglese. Che, ne, dit. Yeah? Yeah. 
I'm sure Jerry Bernard is rolling over in his grave because <laughs> my slaughtering of the Italian language. Keep going, Logan. Keep slaughtering the Italian language. <laughs> Possibility. D. Godarini. Anche. A. C. Come. Non. Lo. Comprendin. Comprende? Cosse. Velo chemo in it's velocemente. So so some of the so it's funny because right in the beginning you actually started you started translating it. You 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 you, you 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 literally started using English words on those first ones. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. How did you? How, where did that come from? That's that's pretty amazing, actually. Um, complete this root. Yeah, compliments. That's compliments. Oh. <laughs> and and I don't know what it's it's like for the great information of the precision and relates. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm just. You know, it's so you're gonna start taking Italian next year. At your school? Probably not. Probably not. What language are you going to take? Probably Spanish. Chinese. <laughs> take Chinese. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um, you'll be more valuable in the long run. And then, and then you'll then you'll know when they start sending. Are you going to translate it? I'm going to try. Look, look at this kid. Pulls his phone out, and he's going to do a translation. Kids, oh, here we kids go. these days. Yeah. This is how I get so smart. I just watch the kids. Logan broke the internets, but he did find out the name of our uh, our person. What was it? It was Go. Do have. Do have. Do have uh, was the one that um, was going to recreate the recluse clutch and whatever. Did it say what language it was? No. No. Okay. So what is that? What is the other thing that Giovanni wants to? Next time, Giovanni, if you could use the translate on your end, um, you won't cause Logan to blow up the internets. So all good on that front, and uh, we'll kind of keep it rolling here. Uh, Closed captions are auto-generated. On, on, yeah. on this show? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's on closed captions. What, where do we get closed captions? Facebook. Know, oh, really? Closed <laughs> captions. <laughs> well, somebody, somebody, said, somebody said they were watching it on some platform, and they said the, the captioning was awesome. It, it looks like it's working really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what broke the internets. <laughs> when, when, when we start trying to <laughs> rattle off names. Okay, we're going to talk about YZ125X uh, because both of you guys rode it, right? Yes. Correct. Yep. That was a fun bike, yeah? Yeah. Why do they make that? Why not? Yeah. Well, for you guys, right? Yeah. For you, Logan. They make it for you. Yes. You're the you're the target audience of that bike, in all honesty. Because you're coming off an 85, big wheel 85, yes, or 105 or whatever displacement it was right before it blew up, um, <laughs> and and then you go to 250F and you look like a a flag on the back of the thing. Yeah. And even though the 125 is is kind of the same size motorcycle, it actually fits you quite a bit better, no? Yes. Yeah. Why? Um, the suspension is closer to my weight right. stock, and the motor is kind of not all the way. It's like closer to eighty-five. So it's not gnarly. Yes. And two fifty F is like gnarly to you. Yes. Kind of like my Husaberg is to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So what what would be um when do you 
so Trevor and I, we talked about this a little bit. What do you think the biggest advantage to that bike is when, you know, when you're riding it? Like, what do you feel is the thing that works the best for you or what makes it work good? Suspension? The weight. That's funny how he called that out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Good test rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what we, so what's the weight difference? It's close to 30 was, pounds. I believe it came at 216, 217 with a full tank of gas. Right. And then the 250F. X was like 242, 243 maybe. Yeah. So close to 30 pounds, yeah. And and when you're riding it, it absolutely feels like 30 pounds lighter. Yep. And and especially when you like get on it and you're like really revving it. And I th- we had a big discussion on show number 59 about weight, about w- where the weight comes from, why power um, feels like weight sometimes. So uh, you can kind of go back if you if you or if you remember that you probably your brain's probably fried like mine was when I was talking about it, but um, that one twenty five feels so light and so agile. Um, it's funny because I I like goofing around and you know it it'll lift the front wheel no problem. I mean I can get that front wheel up. It makes plenty of power to do that, and then I can steer it all over the place. And it's really rare like when I'm on a on a heavier bike that takes more power to you know kind of get it up it just doesn't want to pivot and move around like that it's so much fun um on that bike but then it for me a guy 200 pounds just doesn't have the the snap and the throttle response that uh that you know a bigger bike has and so i have to be kind of careful when i'm riding it because i've gotten so lazy knowing that you know on a, on a 450 or you know even a 250f for that matter i can just you know blip the throttle and get the front end to lighten up and come up or you you know you're going to go jump off something and every time you blip the throttle it lifts and goes where on the 125 it was like yeah you know, i'd be I'd, I'd be covering the clutch ready to go so what did you think about the power it was like um, it was almost more fun than the KTM 125 power wise. Oh, you can't say that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know who sponsors this show? I'm going to make you do that read just for saying that later on tonight. <laughs> You're going to close the show by doing the KTM read for that. No, go ahead. I, I, I keep, keep explaining. Yeah. Tell me why, why, why? Um, it was describe it like it was like, describe it like it was a flavor of ice cream. Tell us what you felt though. KTM, you kind of had to always be on the pipe. So, and then the YZ, you could, like, you didn't have to always. You could, it was easier to get to the pipe, and also, because it, it has because it has better low end. Yes. It has yeah better low end power, and your and your your KTM is a carbureted KTM. Yeah. Because the other thing I kind of drew comparisons to is the is the new fuel injected 150s, because I've ridden I've ridden those the Husky and the KTM 150 that's that's and we talked about fuel injection earlier in the show and i like it for every absolutely every reason especially since i don't have changed jets um but that's it's a little bit like cheating because then it doesn't it you can do these big throttle openings and it doesn't bog you know because there's because it's perfect when the carburetor has to do a little bit of mechanical work in there um and on our bike we did um not since you you got to ride it since we changed the jetting we okay. we lowered the needle one position and uh, dropped a pilot jet size, and it rips. I mean, like, you know how it, was, it, it felt like maybe a little bit sluggish on the bottom? Yeah. And and it's not like that anymore. Oh, it might need be now because the filter's probably completely plugged. <laughs> but that's because Trevor made me ride in the sand dunes and do 
wheelies and pivot turns and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And so you don't, so you feel like you have to use the clutch a lot more on your KTM than you do on the, the Yamaha or not really. Um, no, it's not that much of a substantial thing, but it's a little easier on the 125 on the YZ. Yeah. What'd you think, Trevor? Uh, 125X was good. It's real torquey, uh, especially compared to like the Moto model. Um, so for for off road riding, like you said, we did a little like light extreme enduro riding. I wouldn't even call it extreme enduro, but just like more technical riding. Yeah. Um, going up steep hills and rocks and stuff, and the bike it, it went up the hills pretty easily. Um, but you said something was pretty interesting. It was like I was like we were talking about it being torquey, and you said yeah, but it's the gearing. Yes, yeah, so though. It's the uh, as a, a fifty-two three on the on the back, whereas yeah. the Moto model is a forty-eight. Uh, so I think that helps a little bit in that area as well. Just kind of being able to ride a lower, uh, ride like a gear high, I guess, or just being able to lug it. Like a in, more. in that, it was full first gear stuff. It was and, yeah, first and it, gear and still kind of working you, the clutch. And you didn't, you, yeah, you but, had to work the clutch, but you didn't have to hammer it. You weren't like no. really slipping it to to just keep it moving. You could almost let it out a little bit. More yeah, than, it's more just cover your mistakes more than having to ride it. Yep, and. Uh, I, I, you know, I say I was pretty surprised. I, I expected, like, when we started going up that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be any fun. It's not going to not want to do it. And then I almost after, you know, after I rode a little bit later, I'm like, I, w- I wish I was on that bike then. I mean, the 250F was was made that pretty easy. But we, we kind of made a post on the on the Instagrams. Uh, we said, we know which one is better, but which one is more fun was kind of the thing. Because if you're just talking about pure outright performance, the only area the 125 beats that 250F is in what? Weight. Weight. Yeah, and fun. Yeah. You know, but fun's I like fun's kind of like fun, fun's kind of subjective. You yeah. know, like like you know, some people like they don't want to have that kind of fun. They want the thing that's fastest, the thing that or you easy. know, or, or you know, yeah, so, yeah, easier because well. Uh, if there's only one area I'm going to pick on the 250FX is the starting, you know, that's like really the only fault I can find with that bike. It just doesn't fire right up and consistently, consistently. Well, it seems like today when it was cold, you know, it was cold, not cold out, but the bike was cold. And when it wasn't totally hot, it was firing right up and we were doing all kinds of weird stuff, putting it in gear and, and seeing if it was based on maybe the clutch drag, which it really wasn't. Um, But maybe when the oil gets warm or, you know, something funny, I don't know, we'll have to, explore that a little bit more i know in the past with the old plug-in power tuners sometimes you could affect the starting by changing some of the some of the parameters on that uh so we'll see how that works but other other than that on the 250 fx i i was blown away by how good like i said i was kind of really surprised at how good it's become and and how well it works so uh um but kind of fun is sort of a subjective term and i definitely had fun on that x and uh, it's going to stay here because I'm going to ride it some more. I wish it would rain because riding that thing in the sand tracks and the rain is just that that's fun, but I'm going to ride it back to back with my old 2005 YZ 125 and really see, you know, cause it hasn't changed all that much. I mean, mm-hmm. that bike is a YZ has really is, a, you know, and then the X, the little changes they made to the X, I want to kind of pick them apart and see how they work because i think they've done a great job with the with the suspension didn't didn't care for the tires so much yeah i wasn't a fan either yeah i think i think changing the tires in that bike could really make it even better um they're stiff by the way and you probably would notice that yeah it was it, it felt like there was three or four extra pounds of air in the tire yeah it was the 
first bit of the stroke was really hard of the suspension. Yeah. That's what I was feeling. That's the tires. But, yeah. I mean, a lot of that's the tires. And especially for someone your weight, you're going to notice it more than more than me. That that, And we got to find out whether the tires on the 250FX, if those are stock. Yes. The MX. Ours has three S's. Three S's. Not 81's. And is that stock? I don't know. Yeah. I believe. You went to the intro. You're supposed to know this stuff. I believe it had 81's. I, on it, I think most off-road bikes come with 81s. Yeah, stocks. I, I assume it would come with 81s, but I'm not 100. percent Yeah, sure. got to check into that. Yeah. They make a, they make that. Um, uh, where's the press kit? Where's the press kit? <laughs> uh, Actually, it's probably in the spec sheet someplace. Actually, it's probably right on the website, and we could go check it, like uh, we sh- like like we should. <laughs> Do our homework. Uh, anything else on those bikes? I got another question for you too. There's another one for you. Don't worry, we got you. No, no, no. You can't look at it. Hey, what? Do you, is that all you want to talk about the Yamahas? You're done. How come you didn't ride your KTM over here? It's not running. Oh, geez. oh no! You're just bashing my sponsors. <laughs> just because just because it fouled a plug is not KTM's problem. That means you don't twist no, the throttle yes. enough, right? Yes. No. Do we know? Is that what happened? Did it foul a plug? I think. Loaded up. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jet it. I'll I'll get my fingers in, wet in the gas and we'll jet it. And hey, we kind of threw a shout out to uh, on the socials. Also, if if anybody had any really good maps for the 2020 uh, YZ250 FX uh, that they were proud of, especially ones that they built, hey, send them to us. And you know what? If you give us a map that knocks our socks off. We will um, we'll name it after dirt bike test. We'll call it the dirt bike test map, <laughs> and we'll send you a T-shirt. No, actually, I'll, I'll give whoever gets it to us all that credit, and I'll send you a T-shirt because um, I like to try um, different things, and um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play around and start messing around with maps. Actually, I like the, the more mellow map on that bike. Uh, when you, and the, the switch on the fly is so – that's the other thing that's super bitching about that. Uh, the 250FX is just putting on there. So we're, we'll have some full tests of those bikes up soon, some videos up of those bikes soon on the website. Um, so keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. Hey, how did that photo get up there of me riding in the sand? Did you put that up? It's, it's on, on somehow it's on it's on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, I did. You put that up? I did. Yeah, that's why our air filter's dirty, by the way. Yeah. Hopefully uh, <laughs> Michael Orch doesn't see that. <laughs> why? He knows I'll clean it. Yeah, I'm not like all the other journalists <laughs> who just like take it back and they're like, this bike runs like crap. And then you like the air filter looks like somebody poured sand like that over it. But it worked fine yesterday. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> We are going to work on those things uh, one of these days. Eventually, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Logan. Next, um, next question. You got it. It's kind of on the next page. I think it's down towards near the bottom, right there. Yeah. Um. Who is this? Right. Blank is a current ri- motorcycle racer that helps with a podcast. He is a KTM one twenty five SX. As his personal bike and uses a YZ250F as a daily driver. He is a 14-year-old that likes to teach older men and women to get better on, at riding. <laughs> Did your sister write that for you? I told her and then she edited it. I typed it out. You typed it out. That was, I, was, I was right. That was a team effort. Yeah, yes. He said it. He said it out loud and you typed it. And that's why he had a hard time reading it, because he didn't even type it himself. (laughs) So that's Logan's profile right there. It's up on, uh, what dating app are you on, Logan? (laughs) 
That's your. That's just. That's his app on his da- on the dating profile. No, Logan sent sent me the, the his his um his profile for our our schools websites. By the way, JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. We're currently not running schools, but we will be soon as we get back up and running with this uh, terrible COVID thing uh, when it goes away. Uh, but that's Logan's profile. He's actually one of my coaches, where he does like being a fourteen year old kill, kid that tells uh, grown ups what to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you're pretty good at it. I mean, you kind of understand what's going on. You, you know, you get to watch. You know, it's it's pretty easy to stand back and watch somebody when they're doing something wrong if you understand the fundamentals of it. Yeah. And it's not get over the back and gas it, is it? No. No. Good. Uh. Anybody else have any other questions? Do we got do we got any stuff in the in the chat rooms and places like that? So if you are listening to this and you want to get more involved in the live show, we generally go um, seven o'clock on Tuesday evenings Pacific Standard Time uh, on our Facebook page because that's sort of working out for us right now. Um, if you want to watch this, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, a lot of times we also put these up on dirt bike tests. They're up as individual posts. And if you really want to find out about something, some product, um, a particular bike, a lot of times we have tested that. So definitely go to dirtbiketest.com and uh, check it out. Hey, Clint Chu says his buddy just bought a new 250FX and it came with Dunlop 3S's stock. So good on Yamaha if they did that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Clint, you want to? Does your buddy want a job here as a test rider? Because Trevor isn't cutting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> how are the vibes? Todd Kelly wants to know how are the vibes on the two-stroke Yami on the two Yamis. So vibes are good. Vibe, you got good vibes from the bike. I do. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny because I, I was noticing we we did ride about three or four miles of highway yesterday um, on the 125, and it has a six-speed transmission in it, right? Yes. There's six gears in there. All 125s do, yeah. Yeah. Well, Yamaha used to have a five-speed for a while, they, and they actually kind of went back and f- I think they went back and forth because lighter. You know, they were working on lighter, and for motocross, you just didn't really need it. Yep. But, okay, so it's six-speed. I didn't. I wasn't really counting. I was just putting it in the right gear. And I tell you what, when I'm in sixth gear, it's not the right gear. I need a seventh and an eighth. Yes. It's So you do pay for that 50-tooth sprocket in top speed. But, we are, you know, we were just going 45 miles an hour down the road, and you're kind of like right where that power valve <laughs> wants, to, wants to open. And and speaking of that, I'm back to the Yamaha YZ125X. That's one of the places where they tune that bike, right? Is in the power valve governor? Yeah, I believe they changed the timing of it, maybe. Or so it opens up over a longer spread, so yeah. it's a smoother. And yes. it, that really is noticeable on that bike. I mean, for such a you know for a small change, it makes a big a big difference. And that is the pipe on that one different? I don't think so. so same as YZ. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same. Did, did but it's different now. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Did I, bring I, want, I wanted to change it. I was oh, you, why. Really? I was why. I really thought it needed that. It needed a little bump thing. from a rock? Yeah. Yeah. Did you crash when that happened? I don't know when that happened, but it was kind of on the back side, so I don't think that happened when yeah, I was, crashed. Yeah, that's, that's what I was... <laughs> I, was I don't going, know where, the, where I was, it came from. I was going, how did you do that? Because it, like, it like looked like it was going... The bike might have been going backwards, and I didn't notice it all day until the end of the day when I pointed it out. Yeah, I didn't notice it either, but... Yeah, so... Uh, pretty good um so the vibes and then the 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 250 i didn't notice any vibration at all but i got a little i got a little bit you get a little bit of tingy on the on the 125 you can feel it kind of when when it's just before it comes on the power valve but it doesn't need a titanium connection rod for sure it's not it's not that bad i don't think so and uh 
the the two fifty F I didn't um I didn't notice vibration at all. None. None. Yeah. So okay. I think uh we've gone an hour and a half, which is half an hour too much, right, Logan? Yes. Were, were, were we mean to you today, making read that read, read your profile? I don't think so. You don't think so? Good. You're going to wash bikes tomorrow, right after you water the flat track, because we're going to ride flat track. We're going to take those new bikes out in the flat track tomorrow. Full knobs, just go for it. Let it eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, thanks everybody for joining in. Thanks for listening. Um, support us in the different ways you can. Um, you can uh, write a letter to KTM and tell them how much you like them sponsoring the show. And uh, with that, we're going to have uh, Logan uh, finish out the show oh. by telling us why we're able to be here with you tonight. It's uh, courtesy of, uh, of KTM. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, click, click on our site. Oh, buy a T-shirt maybe. It's right up there, supportdirtbiketest.com, and then I can go and do more of what's on the other TV screen right now. So riding. Okay, Logan, take it away. Marietta. Um, powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality, KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-roads sport motorcycle manufacturer. With North America headquarters based in Marietta, California, over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on racetracks around the world. And the brand's remarkable global success is reflected in every product it develops and every move it makes. Awesome. So with that, guys, we're going to say we will see you out in the trail. Cheers. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. Who are we? We make and sell the ultimate products to perfect out your Austrian dual sport motorcycle. Um, a KTM EXC, EXCF, XCFW, Husqvarna FE, and FES. And soon we'll be developing uh, some, some products and components for the Honda CRF 450L, RL, and X bikes. Uh, we build out bikes for our clients and friends from Sunday Trail Specials all the way up to fully equipped global slayers like what RTW Paul is riding on as he uh, travels around the world on an EXC 500. In late 21, we'll be rolling out a full service suspension shop as well as a motor program, full rebuilds, blueprinting, balancing, getting rid of the motor buzz and the big board KTM thumpers top end, valve grindings, uh, the works. Uh, we want to extend, ultimately, what we're after is to extend your ride day uh, and your endurance and your stamina and be able to keep you on the bike for more riding years. We've got a bunch of 70-year-old riders out there who, with our help, hopefully will be riding well into their 90s. Taco Motico, find us on the, spe- on the out on all the socials. Uh, go out and get some adventure.